and welcome to the Destiny Prague podcast. Our heart is to see people empowered by the love of Jesus and activated by the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Word of God is still relevant today, and we trust that this message will bless you, challenge you, and fill your heart and mind with the truth of who God is and who you are in Christ. We believe that God has a plan for your life, and we want to journey a road of discipleship with you as you discover who He has called you to be. If you'd like to connect with us, check out our website at destinychurch.cz. Let's go. And uh, I'm going to be talking about loving like Jesus. And I'm going to be mostly uh, reading on uh, 1 John 3. And when I read it the first time, um, there were a few verses that made me just, you know, open my eyes very wide. And I did not want to read them out loud today because I was like, what, what can I say about this? Like, this is just so heavy and so, um, you know, it's, it's a higher calling. But um, we're not preaching or not teaching based on our own experience or what we think we should do. We're preaching from the Bible, right? We're just saying what is in the Bible and um, let the truth... Uh, does it work basically and I love that Don mentioned as well about the background of of this book um, that John was writing to believers already who heard the message uh, about Christ right who were practicing the truth the way and the life but something happened in their community people started rising up and leading other people astray right so John was just reminding them what they already know so first John is very foundational it's very basic information and um, I had the tension in me inside of me um, in the beginning of this week when I was thinking about this message because what else can I say about loving God and loving others like this is not a new thing right we talk about this every time and I, I had a pressure I'm like I need to say something else like I need to make another good point and I found myself like with some kind of inability to properly say and explain it but um Holy Spirit uh, gave me understanding this is not a new thing as John was not writing a new thing right this is a reminder but not a reminder just of what you have to do as a believer because you're a Christian it's a reminder of who you are of what you were made for like Jessica was singing I was made for loving you I was made for loving other people right and the the whole idea you were created for love and out of love right you were saved because of love and you were created and saved to love and for love and that's why this message is just so important we have a lot of distractions or a lot of um, novelties when we follow Jesus right we're thinking we need to fast more we're thinking we need to pray more and that's good things but sometimes we just focus on doing stuff and remembering that it's simple as this love God and love your neighbor as yourself and its message still nowadays is revolutionary because his love is radical for us and the way he is asking us to love others is radical and it's outside of this world um, messages like this always spark something inside of me it makes my heart come alive right it's beating faster because spirit is coming in agreement that this is my life um, um that's what i'm laying down my life for right for to love others and i just pray today god that you will awake our hearts god with fresh fire and fresh revelation of your love for us and god that we are called to love others the way you loved us amen
Let me start with a simple statement um, that everyone is, everybody is looking for love. I bet if you're going to go outside of this church and start asking a few people uh, about their deepest desires in their heart, they probably will say, I want to have a family, I want to have kids, I want to have love, right? But unfortunately, in the world, the image of love got so distorted, it's painful. What people think about love, and I'm not even going to all this you know, LGBTQ plus community right now. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about the love itself. That right now people consider love is just attention seeking or they want to feel validated. So they need someone by their side who will consider them worthy of the love, worthy of the time. It can be out of selfish ambitions because you want to take something from another people, right? It can be just for gratifying your selfish desires as well. And some people don't even believe in love anymore because they've been hurt by people that's supposed to love them and protect them. And they, or they just see what love means today and they just don't want to do it, don't want to fake it. So they completely numb themselves. Um, the movies, the TV shows, the music, the way they portray love, right? It's dishonoring both two women and men. God's definition of love is higher and it's perfect love. It's agape love. In, in the New Testament, there are actually four words for love. We have only one, but agape is the way God loves us, right? Then there is uh, eros, which is romantic love, which is a um, sensual, sexual relationships um, in, in the marriage, FYI. Um, <laughs> then there is storge love, which is in the family. It's between parents and kids. It's between siblings. It takes time, right? It's based on familiarity um, uh, between people. And then there is philia love, which is love for friends, equivalent in Hebrew. I think it's ahaba or something like this. It used um, to describe friendship between Jonathan and David, for example. So what is agape? God's definition of it. First John 3, 16. We know what real love is, because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. This is example of real love given to you by God. It's unconditional. It's steadfast. Regardless of the circumstances, it will never change no matter what you do. God will not love you tomorrow more than he loves you today. Like his love is unchanging how crazy it is sometimes we think like well tomorrow I'm going to be a better Christian and God will love me more no like that does not work like this he loves you today in a perfect love already first John 4 7 12 dear friends let us continue to love one another for love comes from God he is the author of love he is the source of love Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins 
Dear friends, since God loves us, loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. The image of God, the barriers of image of God right now, it's the way we love other people. God will know, uh, people will know that God is love because of us, right? God is agape. When you, sometimes I don't have words to describe God because he's so powerful. He's so majestic, right? He's, but at the same time, he's so tender and compassionate. And I think I come to an end just to describe him as, as agape. God is love. And God created this world for love, right? It was a free choice. Like he did not need us. He did not, um, uh, he was not lacking anything, right? But he had a perfect fellowship, union, relationship, love between God the Father, God the Son, and God uh, the Holy Spirit, right? And then they wanted to share this love. They wanted to create something to share what they have with us. And what a, a privilege, guys, right? Like, imagine the coolest group you want to be a part of this group and they inviting you in this is like this but million times better right they had everything between themselves yet they wanted to create and to spread it further very reason you were created is because he is loving and he created you for real relationships for real friendships emotions connections stories he's not distant he wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be your friend. I love that it says, um, this is not in my notes. Hi, Don. <laughs> Donovan is usually outside of his note, but it's really not on my notes. But um, God is calling us our children. And what I realized this week, actually, that um, God has never called Adam a child of God. He created Adam, but there was never... Um, like yeah he never used a child of God for Adam or Eve right so when they sinned um, and then Jesus came I was thinking that God just restored what was in Eden right but in reality we have something even better and this is what we say when God is redeemer right whenever people in humanity sin he's not just come putting you back to your original or whatever like the the condition that it was uh, meant to be um in the beginning right or maybe a bit less um uh, good or whatever but he is actually doing a better work he's actually giving us um um a name he inviting he's inviting us into his family right how crazy it is and it says here if you don't love you don't know god if you don't love you don't know god and I think that some of you can be searching for love, searching for romantic relationship because you want someone who will love you unconditionally. You want someone that will make you feel seen and you will known, and it's a good desire, right? But some of you may not even know that what they're searching is actually God, that you're looking for God that can only love you the way he can, right? The perfect love, the sacrificial love, the selfless love, the love that did not withhold his one and only son. I remember when I was in um, high school, was 16 or 17, 
Um, I was listening to this one song, and I don't even know how it ended up in my playlist, but it was something uh, like about love, and it said, you pick me up when I'm down, you're always caring for me, you love me even when I'm um, doing something bad, or like when I'm mean, and et cetera, et cetera. And when I was listening to it, I even remember when I was like walking on the street, and that thought came to my mind, and the thought was, I want to love like this. I want love that is selfless, that is not changing on my uh, mood swings, right? I want love that will just choose to love me, right? And years after, when I became a Christian, I realized that the band that I was listening for actually is a Christian band. And maybe I did, uh, I did not speak English that well at the time. Maybe they were singing about Jesus, but I did not realize, right? But how crazy. Before I even like heard the gospel, God was reaching out for me already. And then I realized what I actually desired was God's love. And uh, no man, no friends will match the love that God has for me. Let it sing in your soul. God loves you. He created the universe. He created your parents, your friends, you. He died for your sins, bled for you. His hands were pierced by nails. He's, he was mocked by people, right? His love for you will never change. When I started reading um, the Bible as a new disciple, uh, of Jesus, when I started reading what disciples have to do, I realized I will never match this. I'm so far away from a disciple that Jesus deserves, that he is worthy of. And what it makes me um, realize that, you know, how crazy it is that Jesus knew that we might never even know him or consider him or accept him as Lord or Savior, but he still went to the cross to die for us. Can you imagine some of your friends sacrificing your, their lives for you? How it will make you feel? How it will wreck, wreck you? How will it will make you feel unworthy and that you have to be on that place? How would we scream about their love for you? If you do not know God's love, you do not know real love. And God's love is so perfect. It's so tender. You see it in his love and you just know that this is where you belong, that no one will ever do this for you but God. I think today we're also talking a lot about self-love, right? And... I don't know what you think about self-love. When I hear this, I hear about selfishness. Um, I hear about making it all about yourself. And in reality, at the end, it will rob you. It will rob you from real relationships, real intimacy. Um, I'm not talking about taking care of yourself. I love self-care days. Yes, go and do like mass, go and um, have some massage, <laughs> like take care of yourself, right? You have to be healthy. Um, and loving yourself is also biblical, like we're not called to hate ourselves, right? Or to, um, yeah, um, to demolish ourselves. But loving yourself should be in the context of relationship with Jesus because he loved you perfectly. He has the love for you. And when you understand how he loved you, 
then you can understand how you're supposed to love others, right? I watch sometimes their reels on Instagram of Gen Z influencers. And when I listen to them about how they're saying like, you're the main actor of your life and you're this and this, I'm listening to them and I'm like, man, if I was your friend, I would probably feel so small. I will probably feel so unimportant. And um, yeah, that like I'm not valued. And we don't want feel that way, right? We don't want other people to feel that way. So we have to live differently. When Jesus gave commandment, love your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes what we think of is that we need to love ourselves more than we love others, right? But in reality, it's um, the love that you received, the love that you experienced from love, you have to replicate it. You have to match it in your love towards others. And that's heavy and that's costly and that will take hard time, that probably will take tears, that will take time to love it. But this is what we're called to. I really hope that um, people who joined Destiny um, experienced warmth and welcome here when you first came because we've been in your shoes and all the leaders and uh, the welcome team, we've been in your shoes when we moved to another country. We did not know the language. We did not know what to do with our visa and people at the police, Czech police um, foreign department were mean to us. And <laughs> success is nodding her head over there. Um, but, and that's why we know that you are in vulnerable position, not having family, not having friends here, right? So we wanted to create a safe atmosphere here that you come and you feel welcome and you feel seen. I heard people mentioning a few times that I came and I came back because someone remembered my name. And how easy and simple it is that people want just to be known by their names, to be uh, to, so the other would know what's happening in their lives, right? So when there is a crisis, you just can text someone and they will be there for you, right? It's simple as this. I think Carol was writing today, um, this week uh, on the woman's chat about the gospel sharing. And she's like, it's just a simple note. It's simple action of love, right? That is required. But we're not do this just of the obligation or because we want to stay, uh, we want you to stay in this church. We do this because God sees you and he knows you in a personal way. And we see value in welcoming you and getting to know you closer. Love is not represented well today. And we, has, we have to change it. As I said, loving others is costly. Loving people is hard in general because you love broken people. You love people with sin. If you're saying without sin, it's not true. We all have some, some areas in our lives, right? We're all broken. Um, and yeah, it can be painful as well because some people can mistreat you. Some people can misuse your kindness. Um, it happens a lot, right? And I'm saying this because I do care for you guys. I know that this message is heavy, but this is what the Bible tells us to do, right? But I also trust you that you're wise and you can, um, yeah, you can discern 
which people are really need your love and attention and which people are hurting you and you don't supposed to hurt, right? Um, but yeah, we're, when you want to initiate the relationship, when you want to deepen relationship, it will also require a sacrifice in some type or another. When we hear about this, we, we all want that love, right? We like, as I'm talking about God's love, we are excited about this and we're so thankful for it. And we expect that, well, Christians will love me the way that Christ does, right? And it's a good expectation. But rather than expect the love, I am asking you to focus on loving others, to focus on what you can do for love. How can you serve others? How can you love others well, right? Um, because when you start thinking about what other people can do for you, they will disappoint you. And uh, we're not shy here uh, to say it from, from the front, right? Like, I will disappoint you. You guys will probably disappoint me too because we are broken. We all have our days. But um, it's today is about reminder, right? That it's, again, it's not just a set of rules. It's not just you have to do this because Delara is telling you to do this, right? It's a reminder of who you are and what you were made for. Um, I remember um, we had um, a conference in my um, company. Uh, I work in a corporate, and there were it was an online conference. I think there were like maybe about thousand of people or more, and um, it was about like strategy and like achievements and et cetera, et cetera. And they gave uh, five minutes to a guy from Argentina uh, for him to share what he has done and he started a charity basically. So he took old equipment uh, from my company, old laptops, and he donated it to orphanages or to poor families. And um, he, in with intention that these teenagers will start learning about IT skills that will benefit them in the future. And I would expect him to say something like, yeah, it was a teamwork, it was amazing, I love my company, because it's also like just about the brand, right? To give a good image to the brand. And I expected him to thank the, the leadership and generosity, but that guy was so real and so authentic because he probably experienced something for the first time. He was not asking people, he was not encouraging people, he was urging them, he was begging them to do something for others, not expecting anything in return. Because he did it for the first time, probably, that he gave away, not expecting anything from this family, right? He got, he was worked over time, he uh, loved them selflessly, and he experienced it for the first time. And he was begging people on the call, if you have a chance to love someone who need it, if you have a chance to show love and kindness to the one that are unseen, if you have a chance to love someone and not expecting anything in return do it because it brought me the joy that I did not never experience before it brought me the joy the understanding that this is what I supposed to do with my life right it gave me purpose first John 3 14 15 if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers it proves that we have passed from death to life 
but a person who has no love is still dead. It's heavy, guys. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Guys, this is heavy. How crazy it is to be called a murderer if there is a hate in your heart towards your brother and sister. I really did not have any words. I was so shocked reading this and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this. So I found a quote from Spurgeon. Thank God for a wiser um, preachers. Every, he's saying, every man who hates another has the venom of murder in his veins. He may never actually take the deadly weapons into his hands and destroy life. But if he wishes that his brother were out of the way, if he would be glad if no such person existed, that feeling amounts to murder in the judgment of God. I will read it again because it's just so good. But if he wishes that his brother were out of the way, if he would be glad if no such person existed, that feeling amounts to murder in the judgment of um, God. This is the love that God is calling us higher, right? It's a high, it's a perfect love. It's a cost, costly love. But he still loves us in our inability, right? It's a process of the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to do this on your own. It's a constant process of purification in you. 1 John 3, 17, 18. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother and sister or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Um, I think worship team can lead. Um, if someone has enough money to live well and see the brother and sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Money talk. We love money, right? It gives security, it gives comfort. We work hard. We deserve this money. It provides us, right? It's good. That's why we have a roof. That's why we have a food. Um, I think we talk a lot about finances here because Donovan experienced in his own life, right? How it can transform when you put everything into order. And that's why he's so passionate about this topic because he experienced it and he wants to share it with others. I want to tell two stories. Uh, let me start with a good one. Um, I was in the U.S. Um, this summer in California, and I went for one day uh, to um, visit friends in another another city. And I stayed for one night with uh, a couple that were missionaries in YWAM, and then they get, got back to the U.S. I think in 80s or 90s. They both are like in their 60s or 70s, and um, they found normal jobs like corporate jobs, government jobs, then a woman had an idea and she started a software company and hence they're very well um, supported financially. They have a beautiful house, but they made their house a ministry house. What it means is that their house is open for everybody who needs a shelter. 
their house is open for people who are visiting the US or need a vacation and yeah they're just open uh, uh, and welcome everybody um, they have a map in their kitchen uh, of the world and they ask people to put a pin of where they're coming from or where they serve uh, or ministry to people and the map was filled with pins in all the continent and they also bought three or four cars more than they need themselves just to give it out if people would need them when people are staying with them so they don't need to rent a car they don't need to uber themselves they give it out they bought it so they can give it away and when i was staying with them it was me and my friend it was a missionary couple with a child uh, from another country and then there was a guy who was living with them long term because he received a green card and he was starting his life in the u.s and when i was there they gave out all the cars so they, they left were left with nothing and a man needed to go and see doctor and he asked my friends to drive him so on our way to a prayer session in the morning we drove him and it's such a just i i love older generation he's like in his 70s 80s right but he's still burning for god he's still asking tell me about that revival that happened with students tell me what god that it, what god is doing in another nation it was just such a beautiful 20 minutes just talking to him but how generous it is guys that they bought the cars that they opened their house they bought more than they needed so they just can give it away and I was writing to my friends like I cannot leave this place unchanged because I saw the generosity of people and how you're supposed to leave and love others the other story is um, from one conference, one small conference, and we were talking about um, disciples um, in first century, and uh, in Acts it says sometimes um, that there was no need in the community because disciples were selling their possessions, right, to fulfill the need of others. And then I was talking to one girl one-on-one, -on -one, and she was upset because she was like, well, who does it nowadays like maybe it was relevant thousand years ago but it's not relevant anymore like no one thinks that way no one would sell anything of their own just to support another fellow believer like no one does it and when I heard it heard it I was like but I want to do it I want to be ready I want my heart to be meek I want my heart to be moved by the needs of other people right and I cannot even entertain the thought that something what was said that time it's not relevant anymore because my heart will be hardened and when the time will come when someone will need help I need to respond and if I even entertain the thought that I can pick and choose something from the Bible, then I will not loving God properly. That I will not know God's love for me and for other people. And I don't even want to care what other people will do because I'm responsible for my own actions. Maybe, maybe someone will not give money but i don't care about them i'm not judging them i'm responsible for what is my response amen <laughs> and when we 
read these messages, when we read these verses, I think the only answer is to cry to God for help. To help us to love better, to love deeper, to help for God to help us to understand His love, right? How wide, how deep it is for us. For us to shape us, to break our hearts for what break His. For, uh, for Him to purify us. The answer is to repent because God, did I show that love to anyone? Will I do when the time comes? I don't have time for practical needs or practical step-by-step, -step, right, of what this love can look like, but I'm going to read Romans 12:10. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. I'll do one another in showing honor. So what it means, if someone shows you honor, show them more. If someone say kind words to you, Go and tell it to two other people in the church or outside of the church. It does not really matter. If someone blesses you, don't just take it for yourself to feel great about it, right? Go and bless three other more people. If someone spends hour of praying for you and listening to you, Go and talk to this person that is unseen, that is unheard, that is ignored maybe in the church and pray with them, honor them. I think this is what is it about when we try to outdo each other in love, outdo each other in serving, in honoring. And the world needs this love. It's hopeless because they lost their hope in love and true love but we have it we have the perfect definition of love and we need to tell it to other people we need to tell it not just by our mere words but by the action amen